And we're back! Welcome to the Prodigals Podcast, where we discuss all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. We discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. That is why we are here for you. It is our hope and our goal that through these discussions, people will be inspired to talk about issues that Christians go through in their daily walk with God. So without further ado, let's get to our discussion. Hey there, uh, welcome back folks uh, to the Prodigals Podcast. Uh, today we have a special, whenever you're listening to this, we have a uh, special episode for you. Um, my co-hosts, once again, my name is Alan, because you know I keep forgetting to announce myself. Uh, my co-hosts, Mark and Billy, they are on daddy duties, and so our schedules will be a little bit different. And so for this episode, uh, we brought in a special guest uh, to talk about, uh, uh, for today, uh, musicianship in our churches. And so I have uh, a very good friend of mine, uh, Jamie Beltran. Um and I have known her for quite some time. Uh, I had appropriated some of her talent to uh, help me with a choir once upon a time. Uh, and uh, just knowing sort of her background and her and her um, career as it's gone, uh, I've thought that she would be perfect for helping us with this topic. Hey folks, we have a special guest today. Can't wait to share what they have to say So settle in and grab your favorite snacks We promise you this one will be a blast Is it table talks? I don't think so Let's get biblical, not quite No, not cute one or stranger stories But we guarantee you'll like it It's guest who Guest who? Guest who? Table talks, I don't think so. Let's get biblical, not quite. Guest who? No, one name or strange stories, but we guarantee you'll like it. Guest who? Table talks, I don't think so. Let's get biblical, not quite. Guest who? No, one name or strange stories, but we guarantee you'll like it. So thank you, Jamie, for uh, being with us today. How are you doing today? Good, thank you. I'm doing well. <laughs> now, uh, you do work at a music school. Can you tell us a little bit about that just so we can yeah, get an idea? Um, the school uh, is in Oakville. Um, it's primarily for private lessons, but mm. um, it's branched off and now is considered a high school, um, and it's gone national with uh, the type of lessons that we offer um not that i'm trying to promote them (laughs) no but hey that's that's (laughs) that's what i understand podcasts are if you're going to come on like a podcast (laughs) you get the opportunity to like sort of like yeah promote yourself yeah it's it's a great it's much different than any other school that i've ever worked at or am aware of um they really try to tap into a student's, not just their skill, but just their interest and motivation. Mm. And um, parents are re- really appreciate the, the types of programs we offer at the school. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, it's been, 
it's been my life, my job for the past seven, eight years now. Sweet. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, once again, the reason why I brought you is like music is sort of like a part of like a huge part of your life. Huge. Yeah. Right? Uh, you've like ever since I've known you, it's been about music. singing and music yeah. and stuff yeah. in the church and stuff. So when did you actually start singing? I, I imagine it would be somewhat in between w- w- learning how to walk and learning <laughs> how to talk. Something like that. Um. Yeah, I, I can't really put an age on it because I don't I don't really know. But ever since I could remember, we've always had music in the home, right. um, whether it's for worship or just, you know, someone just singing a song, listening to the radio, um, having a piano available to play on. But uh, yeah, basically my whole life. What, yeah. I just found out I'm 38 yesterday. Ooh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, yeah, after a time, you just stop counting, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, so I would say more than 30 years, music has been <laughs> my life. <laughs> spectacular, spectacular. And and I would imagine, because for us, like we grew up in the same sort of denomination. Right. And, and because we're in the same geography, um, we're sort of aware of like, you know, kind of who we are in our churches and stuff. And so um, your your experience in the church, I would imagine that a lot of that musician, like you developing your your musical ability, a lot of that does um, intersect with the church that you grew up in. Is that correct? Yeah, for sure. I mean, if it weren't for church, I probably wouldn't even know that I had any desire to to do anything with music um so the church definitely tapped into that for me it was my outlet it was my um platform to really expand on on my musical skill and just and and knowledge as well so yeah the church is a huge factor when it comes to musicianship in my life now would that be like like would that be the first place that you sang at or you performed at or is it like sort of Oh yeah, I mean, where else? Would you- <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know if you like took any lessons when you were younger and no, stuff. I know I mean, your I- best friend is is a musician as well. So if you guys yeah. like sort of like, hey, yeah, let's go like do karaoke. Even if, I don't know if karaoke was a thing. No, I, I don't, don't know if we were dating ourselves back then. <laughs> That's uh, <how>. Yeah. <laughs> no, for well, definitely the I didn't know I could sing, or I didn't even think of singing until I was much older it was actually piano that i started off with okay um, yeah and it wasn't until um a member of the church had asked me i mean you know auntie raquel um that volunteered phone yeah, told you to do it yeah. she's like when <laughs> you and your sister are gonna sing a duet and i was like i've never sang a duet in my life I mean, I know, my- you're, wait- you're waiting for the uptick in the last part to indicate there's a question there would you like <laughs> to no it never does it just no. always goes straight it's like you exactly. are going to yeah. 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 So that's where it was. And it was, um, I would always sing, you know, with choirs or um, children's choir. At the time, there was a choir called New Creation. And I sang. I remember that one. Yeah. 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 So I would sing their songs. I would always attend the rehearsals. Um, but I never actually sang until that first time until Raquel had asked me to sing with my sister. And, and right. yeah, that was when it kind of like, oh, I oh. like singing. 
oh, I can harmonize. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, is- right away? Like you like right well, away? Yeah, yeah. Well, because of new creation and, you know, my dad's uh, okay. tenor and then um, other members of my family having different parts. I was like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. How do you do that? And um, I know they're not singing melody, but let's try it out. And uh, and yeah, that's how it just started off with the singing aspect. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Um, best story. Any any stories that stick out in your mind? Oh, goodness. Because you know I'm going to ask you about a worst story, so you might as well start off with a good one. Oh, well, there's a lot of worst stories <laughs> that stick out. But best? There are so many of those as well. I think... It's not so much a story, but an experience, I would say. Um, And it really had to do with um, Pathfinders. Wow, okay. Yeah. So um, the the first time I actually ever sang was at Red Rocks Theater for... yeah. Okay. You remember that? Oh, no. Man, I've got a story for that. Go ahead. Go ahead. It was amazing. But that was the first. And we sang, I sang People Need the Lord with my sister. That was the first time I ever sang, ever, by myself or end with my, as a duet on, right. on a huge stage. Um, and it's huge. If you've ever been to Red Rocks, it's huge. Yeah. Because it's not like, like, so where it is right now, there's like, you know, you can get people on a field and it's far and stretching. No, Red right. Rocks is an amphitheater. And so it doesn't go back. It goes up. Uh, yes. And so all this is, is like a, a wave of people just staring back at you. Oh, yeah. And stuff. Yeah. So that was in terms of one of the best experiences. It was it ranks up quite high. Um, and then the next would be Oshkosh, um, singing solo for the first time when it was first located in Oshkosh. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, that one was, was pretty epic too. But I mean, of course I have to put in, um, our choir experience. You don't have to, but yeah, no, you might as well. Do. I mean, <laughs> if it wasn't for choir, I don't think I would have really learned what type of music I like to sing. So okay. Yeah. That was that was really a great experience too. But I don't have like one best. What type of like so? What type of like the which type of music that you like? Are we talking about gospel? Like, are you, which type did you? Yeah. Well, are you because that's the kind gospel. of yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's the one you kind of excelled in, and that's for those of us that for those of you that are listening that doesn't know that aren't aware of what we did. So back in the day, we used to have. A predominantly Filipino choir, right? There was other sort of nationalities in there, and we picked up um, as was uh, as it came along. But uh, the the I guess for us, because we live in Toronto, and in our denomination, there's a large number of churches that are West Indian, right? And so the novelty for us was that we would get asked a lot to sing because we are a Philip, predominantly Filipino choir that sang gospel songs. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so that 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 gave us a lot of work uh, and a lot of development in what we did. Hundred uh, percent. And so, yeah, definitely a lot of my experiences uh, had that in mind. Um, but that Red Rocks amphitheater thing so yeah okay so you know how okay so so for your listeners when you're singing you know that sometimes when when a singer sings they have a kind of a warble 
right? It, there's an oscillation to it. Right. Right. Um, we call it vibrato. That particular day, so I had done, so I was doing a, a, a trio with my brother and another girl, and there was a choir in behind us, but I had to do a solo part. And my vibrato was non-existent, but you still heard the oscillation because my hand was shaking it, the mic back and forth. So I didn't have to do vibrato. I swear, I thought my knees were going to buckle, right? Yeah, it's quite an intimidating experience, yeah. but definitely an experience I'll never forget. Yeah. It was awesome. Cause, yeah, because for me, like, I don't like looking out in the audience, right? Oh. So I close my eyes. I feel yeah, Yeah, totally. <laughs> I close my eyes for a regular size, you know, 300, 400, you know, it was a big crowd for me. But mm -hmm. 15,000 people... Yeah. Mm, 15,000 people that just like you can't even focus on a background because it goes up right and so all you're looking at is faces and they're how they're reacting to you and so yeah that that was crazy that was yeah. one of my experiences and stuff your work so that was one of my best and worst what was your what's the worst for worst? you oh, God. without 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 I don't so know I'm bringing up something that might get you canceled <laughs> no, no. I I mean, and you know this about me. I am terrible with lyrics. Dude, I used look, I used to make fun of you. Like oh, remember? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't do any of that. Like I can't get do any of that now. Like I just can't have any I can't sing any song without lyrics in front of me. Oh. And it's horrible. It yeah. But this has always been an issue of mine. I've <laughs> never been good with lyrics. Even if I have them in front of me, I'll mix them up. I'll say the, I sing the wrong verse when I'm, yeah, it's just so many, many occasions. Again, there isn't one worst experience because this has happened so many times. <laughs> Both in solo, in choir, just with everything. Yeah. <laughs> The lyrics sometimes i'll just stop singing and i'll just play it off as if like there's a you know something in my throat but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. now you haven't like i know some people like they they've mixed they've they've missed their words um you haven't ever had an experience where you started making up words would you did you oh no i would just stop saying anything <laughs> maybe i would hum Maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> the first part is, you know, you have a mic in front of you, so you can just like take the mic take away the mic. and then gather your thoughts and then come back. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just I'm known to not know lyrics to songs. I mean, these are even songs I've been singing my whole life. Like, amazing. right? It is well. <laughs> like, don't ask me to sing without any lyrics. It's just. Yeah, I I don't know what what is it because I, I I do that too like I have to be making sure that the words that I sing are correct and the notes that I sing are correct but some people yeah. are able to do it what is it what do you think is between like for you and me why do you think we we have to do that I you know I had I, I when I listen to music so this is just, just how my brain processes Sure. music and melody and um i concentrate so hard on what it sounds like like the notes that i'm singing 
my breathing, um, how I'm phrasing things that I completely forget what the words are because of my mind can only do, you know, so much at once. <laughs> so you I, know, we're- I, <laughs> well, you know, I'm just being completely honest. It's just, I'm not, hey, even- I'm there with you. I'm there with you. And I find that I'm just, when I do start to focus on the words and I start thinking about what the lyrics are, I get way too emotional. And so I'll choke up. I get like, then nothing comes out. And mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, well, what's better to sound like, you know, what you're singing and then <laughs> words that are associated to it or just not, not sing at all. <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those things where I'm just not able to do both. It's just how my mind is yeah i think for me i can't like i i dread the thought that the song that i sing um people remember my mistake as opposed to the song itself right because i i think at least i don't know if this is your experience but for me when i ask when i'm asked to sing for for a specific sort of like concert or that has a theme to it i want to make sure that the song that i pick is supremely appropriate to you know what it is that we're you know we're there for right and i don't want to screw that up like if if i'm okay if there's screw-ups i just don't be the want to be the one that does it yeah right to take away from that is that does that happen to you in a certain Um, sense not (laughs) to be honest no i feel like i carry myself with a sense of clumsiness and like just <laughs> and just almost I don't want to say I'm unaware but I'm just not put together <laughs> all the time and scatterbrain yes, yes scatterbrain yes. unite so Thank it's you. almost I hope it's almost forgivable when I'm it when it's not maybe the most appropriate song or do mess up um okay. I definitely don't try to be perfect because I know that's not possible. Just with just how, I mean, I'll fall off the stage. I'll grab the wrong mic. You know, I'm just that type of person. <laughs> but, that's okay. That's okay. But yeah, I, it's, it's it, I don't know. It's just such a strange um, thing when you're on that stage and you have to be composed that for me anyways, I, I, I don't so much think about the appropriateness of it because in my head, I'm just thinking, do is what I'm singing sounding good? Because the last thing I'd want, you know, when you're asked to sing at a church, you're, you're asked because they know you can sing. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, can I sing? <laughs> like when I'm singing That's up- not true. You know, you can't oh, stop this. Well, I mean, of course. You're t- so you're telling me you have, there's there's epiphanies or doubts that you get when you're oh, like oh, that you can't sing that you can't oh, sing. Are you serious to me? Are you looking at me right now? You're serious about this? Oh yes, <laughs> yes. I'm not even joking because I don't because I well the thing is I hardly practice. Okay, I can believe that. Yeah, I hardly. <laughs> and so when I'm asked to sing, I'm like, okay, I have to make sure that what I'm singing sounds like I'm actually singing well and um, everything else just is, is gone. Lyrics are gone. Composure is gone. <laughs> and you know, the clumsiness is, is right there and present. And um, yeah, so I, I definitely 
question <laughs> my ability to sing. Because, well, here's the thing. Because piano was always my first instrument, it wasn't singing. Right. I always think about melody lines and sure. what things could sound like. And because I don't practice as much as I should, I think I can hit that note. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just an adventure. Like, I don't know right there, but I'm going to go for it. You can testify that I'll never sing the same way every single time. I'll never sing the same, like a song that I've sung multiple times. It'll never come out the exact same way because my mind is always like, oh, can I do this? Oh, maybe I'll try this. Or, so are oh. you experimenting, like sort of, like oh, for lack of a better, during while improv. you're... Yeah, yeah, improv is just right there all the time. <laughs> all the time. Okay, so we're talking about church and I'm, I'm assuming that you've had a fair amount of experience singing or performing in venues that doesn't have a religious religious context is there a difference other than the song choice um from my perspective yeah from your perspective no okay um like in terms of how i prepare myself mm -hmm. no okay but in terms of the i guess What's the word I'm looking for? How, the response. Right. Huge difference. Um, yeah, but it's not specific to like church versus non-church. It can also be different churches. Ah. Response. So, um, I mean, I know... <laughs> I'm not always sung. I'm not always asked to sing at. Um, I mean, this is getting a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not always asked to sing at um, Filipino churches. Sure. Because of how I sing and the song choices. Sure. I have, but uh, but yeah, the, definitely the response of the church that I'm singing at can uh, can change. There's can differences. Change. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay. So speaking of preferences, uh, so you said piano sort of was the first thing. Would you rather play an instrument or would you rather be singing? I would rather sing. For sure. And I'm not. I'm not. Um, words be damned. Like it doesn't matter. There's like no words. So like whatever. You read. You'd rather be singing. I'd rather be singing. Okay. I'd rather be singing. Yeah. Um. Would you, so singing, would you do, would you prefer being a soloist or in a small group, duet, trio, whatever, or a choir? You know, um, as, as you, as your musical experiences change and as, um, as you get older and you learn different things, I would have said like I thought I would have said solo would have been my preference. That's when uh, you're young and you want all the attention. Right? Yeah, oh, like for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, I Especially when you're good at it because you know you want That's like, for I, I've noticed that like those are the moments that when you're at a certain age, you can oh, shine yeah. there, right? You can show what you shine. can do. I, all I, those little I, riffs you've been working on. Just, like, you know. a little bit. <laughs> 
I mean, you, you, and you kind of have to be when you're singing solo. You can't, you can't have, you can't be too hesitant when when you're singing solo. You have to carry yourself with some sort of confidence. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, now I would say I prefer singing as a group. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, singing whether it's small group choir. Okay. I, think I prefer that. Nice. Uh, is there a reason why? <laughs> so, is it because you know you can you can hide the words like you hide the words? The... <laughs> you can hide the the notes that you're singing. Um, you can take breaths in different places and stuff, exactly. and it won't really like affect anything. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I find that um, life experiences have really changed how I sing songs now, mm-hmm. and um. I just naturally am just way more emotional than I've ever have been. And so I find that solo singing, it's too difficult for me to get through without getting, getting to, yeah. yeah, getting like so sad or like, that's sad. I don't want to say sad. Maybe that, but you know, you tend to shed a tear here or there. And I'm not the type of person who can carry a vo- my voice if I'm, if I'm crying. It's like, I, sure. I sound like I'm crying. <laughs> so I prefer singing as a, a group now because I just, and there's also this sense of support that's there when you're singing um, with other people. It's, yeah. it's just different. It's just so much different experience. Yeah. You can take like s- small little breaks, like not breaks, break in the, in actually sing. Well, actually maybe you can, but like, yeah, you can take breaks and you don't have to, you feel that you don't have to carry the song itself. So even if True. you do mess up, you can sort of pull back and not yeah. be afraid that people are looking as why are they pulling back the mic and stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, I get that. And I think I totally get sort of like the emotional aspect of it because I think for, for singers like us, we choose the songs that, that touch us, right? Oh, yeah. And then, like you said, sometimes if we can get, if we get too invested in the song, we get too deep in the song. Like we're we're in it that we can get lost in it, and either you get too emotional, you forget the words because your mind wanders off to somewhere else. Oh, for sure, right? For sure. Yeah. And there are, and I think there are some performers out there that are able to just, you know, just focus in on the song and the words and where the song needs to go. Especially if they're like worship leaders and stuff, you know, they can take all of that and they can yeah. take the the audience or the congregation into account and lead them a certain way because there's a difference yeah right definitely. there is definitely a difference than just singing a song and everybody's just sort of listening in yeah and, as opposed to hey this is where I'm, we're going with the song come follow us mm-hmm. right um which kind of brings me off to the, another sort of break off question uh did you prefer to sing with a backing track or with a live, with sort of live instruments? I used to prefer a backing track. I mean, I, I only do it now because I don't have enough connections with live musicians. I was going to say, yeah, we don't have the pull like we used no, to do. No, no. And the live musicians that I do know that are just amazing um, they're not Adventists, so it it would be a little bit strange to ask them to come to a church and be like, "Hey, can we sing this song?" And you know, it's just a whole nother thing altogether. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's uh, 
I would I would love live musicians. It's it's so different. It is so different. It's so different. They just get it, you know. There's there's things you don't have to practice. <laughs> um, there's um, they just get the cues. They get you know, sure. it's just a whole nother experience altogether versus you following a track that doesn't stop when you need to stop or sure. um, you know. So um, yeah, yeah, and the better that they are, the more forgiving and sort of like the, the the amount of sort of uh what's the word i'm looking for like you you're able to shift back and forth in terms of like how you want the song to go as opposed to a backing track where it's very rigid these are the notes i'm going to hit on this timing and if you don't hit them you're going to be behind and you're going to start like <laughs> trying to make up and people are going to know where you know i've you know when 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 singing with a pianist maybe they slow down their own playing just to accommodate your singing because yeah. you're taking breaths and where you're not supposed to. And exactly. Them. And I find that also, depending on the day, I may not be able to fit within that range of the track. You know, <laughs> which one is better? High? Normal? Low or low? <laughs> There's only really three options. And why only three options? I don't understand why. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, obviously... Live musicians can adjust to the key that you need to be in for that day, sure. um, but uh, but yeah, it would be great. And I and I appreciate um, live musicianship way more now than I ever did before. Sure. Um, yeah. So. Cause I th- yeah, because I think when we were younger, we we wanted the, the song to be sung and sound a specific way. Now, when we're older, hey, we want more sort of variety, right? Yeah. The, the flavor that they bring, the energy that that other people bring. Definitely. Definitely. Um, it's also has to do well with the fact that I do work at a music school and um, I see the type of musicians that are out there. I find that unfortunately in my church specifically, I, I don't, I can't really speak for any other churches cause I don't know, but mm-hmm. my church specifically, there weren't a lot of musicians. And if there were any, they were just, I don't want to say just pianists, but they were pianists and they would, or they're taught classically, you know, Mm -hmm. there's no sense of um, chord progression or style or genre. It's, it's like um, whatever's in the hymn, that's how you play it. Whatever's on the piece of paper, that's how you play it, you know? So um, now because of, of where I work and the people I've, I've met um, live musicianship is just, so much more rich um, mm. than just a backing track. You know, I, I don't want to bash backing tracks because <laughs> I know a lot of work goes into it. It's just different, you know? It's just a different thing. Yeah, I, and the, there's the pros with backing tracks is that you can practice, if you're a soloist and you got and you know something's coming up, like the freedom to practice when you have the chance to as opposed to Definitely. trying to get people and coordinate schedules and stuff yeah, so yeah, yeah that's definitely it and when we're younger you know as 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 when we're younger our our skill level as singers or performers you know is at a certain level that's the same thing with our friends who are playing instruments and stuff right. they're only only able to go so far right but i will say i was a much better singer younger than I, than I am now. <laughs> like my range was better. My control was better. My breathing was better. Now I'm just like, oh, yeah. 
moving on. Who's got the time for that? I don't fix that. Yeah, yeah. They're going to like it. They're going to like it. If they don't, just don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think, yeah, there are pros and cons for either one. But for I sure. think when we get older, yeah, there's there's a lot more flexibility. There's a lot more energy and, and, and variation that we can put in that give flavor to a song right? yeah. uh, that we're trying to sing. Um, is there a song that you've always wanted to sing in church? And maybe this is a question for our other topic, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Is there a song that perhaps you maybe wanted to sing, but you didn't because you might have gotten blowback on it? Um, hmm. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, no, I mean, if you didn't sing it, then obviously they're not going to, you know, whoever's listening to this, maybe they're like, oh, so that's the one that she, whatever. Yeah, so. Well, you know, the church I grew up in, very traditional um i feel like i really pushed them to expand <laughs> their horizons <laughs> and um there were a lot of controversial i don't want to say songs but let's say tracks or mm. or or things on the tracks or i um, mean the drums yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's just say it like the drums. It's like, that's that's been well, that like, sort of like. Drums. I mean, drums was a big thing, and it, um, but even stylistically, the types of songs, okay, um, that were appreciated in the church, you know, um, mm. so I, there, generally speaking, I I find that I sing um gospel music, you know, that's. That's the, the that's the type of music I love to sing, that um, my voice just fits well with, and um, and it was one of those things where my church didn't <laughs> wasn't really accepting of it, and we're kind of forced to accept it because um, because you know I was one of the few people that they would ask to sing often or that was able to play the piano and sing. Yeah. So if you're going to exploit me on this, you're going to listen to the songs that I wanted. <laughs> exactly. I, there was, I, I, I don't want to say any names, but <laughs> don't do it. Point, no, I won't. <laughs> at a certain point, you know, we even had to eliminate a song if there was drums on it. Mm. And um, I, at that point, was like, okay, well, if this is the case, then I'm not going to sing because I don't have any songs that don't have drums on it. And um, then they asked me to sing. And I was like, well, I have to say no to you because what can I sing that you're going to think is is appropriate? Because I, I don't want to sing a song. And then you're like, well, that's not an appropriate song or right. um, that's not acceptable in this church. or So I just, I, I refused. Um, and it, it came to the point where there was, <laughs> I don't want to say arguments because we didn't actually fight over anything. It was more like um, a debate and um, questioning my uh, my musicianship and questioning my abilities and um, what what my my role was in the church. It, it was like, it, it became so personal that I was like, you know what, this is too much. Like, it's just, it's not worth the argument. If if that's what if that's is what 
our church is going to want um, as a congregation, you're going to agree to have songs that don't have any drums in it, then I will abide. And, and if that's the case, I won't sing. Right. So, yeah. Right. Now, (laughs) now I think up until this point, we're mainly speaking, you and I, we're speaking of what, what, what our denomination, what our church is called special music. Right. Yes. And it, and uh, I would, I would harbor to say that most of the music that are 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 in churches, not just in the Adventist Church, but in other de- denominations, the majority of is it of it would be sort of the the worship, praise, like time, whatever you want to call it. Right, right. And there have been there have been people that that uh, that I have come across or that I've worked with that um, for some of them they're very accommodating into what the church or what the pastor or whatever the church leaders want to say. Okay. So these are the types of songs that we want to do, right. Regardless of what their style or or the songs that, that move them. Mm -hmm. And then there's other people that are on the other side of that spectrum that would say, no, this is the songs that, that move me that I want to share because it moves me. And so, you know, it's going to move you. Where do you, is there a happy medium? For in, in that kind of context, is there like, you know, does it have is does it have to be one or the other, or, or what's sort of like the ratio, for lack of a better term? Is there like I don't think there is think? one. I think it really is dependent on um, on the church and the congregation. I think you really need to know the people of the church, right? To know what the happy medium would be, like. It would vary from church to church. Um, it, it, it's and it's even as the church um, grows and evolves, and as um, different people come in and out of the church, you know, even that would change what that happy medium is. Sure. So um, it's really hard to decipher unless you really know your church. Mm. Agree. Agree. Um. Would you, in so, in that vein, sort of because we're talking about um, music that moves us, and that's the songs we want to sing, as opposed right. to someone that may have the perspective of, oh, I'm here as the servant of the church, and so I'm here to facilitate the worship, um, action, mood, right. whatever. Um, would you rather, and I know these, this is an extreme, a question on extremes, but would you rather hear a solid but lifeless performance or mm-hmm. someone, <laughs> would you, okay, okay, maybe this is not so much related, but would you rather hear a solid but lifeless performance or someone that is strong but sometimes wrong, as it were? <laughs> like they're very passionate about oh, yeah. what they're singing and, you, you know, know. Again, I've. Uh, the things that I appreciate now, I uh, didn't appreciate when I was younger. Right. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that I was quite naive about life. And um, so before, I would have totally been like, ugh, you know, cringe at maybe somebody not singing in tune or like, you know, a chord not being right when a choir is singing or oh, being really nitpicky about how they end um a cutoff or something like that. But um, I feel like 
when I, I just, you know, not even thinking about faith or yeah. I feel like when, when you go through certain things in life and you hear someone who's really passionate about a song they're singing um, or the message it has, um, whatever it is, it for me, I find now that that is way more meaningful and way more um, touching sure. than anyone that can sing perfectly in tune or, um, you know, so it's, it's, it's changed for me for sure. And I'm sure uh, for the younger generation, it's, it's going to be a different conversation altogether. But uh, right sure. now, um, sure. I would say that I could care less if you're in tune but if you have your heart and soul in that song, oh, it's it's so much more meaningful. How much of that is your experience as a music teacher teaching kids or teaching people how to sing, knowing that as they progress, when they start out, maybe they aren't as whatever, like right. accurate in their songs, but they're, they're strong and they're passionate and that's what you're looking for. And so does that trans, is that, do you think that translated for you over because they're my wife accuses me and rightly so of <laughs> like my body like it like it, there's a there's yeah there's a physical like inward shift to my body <laughs> when i hear you know somebody going off or like the timing yeah. and she gets mad at me because she just wants to enjoy yeah. the song <laughs> yes. and i don't allow her to do that even though i'm not saying anything no like there's a physical reaction in me definitely definitely i would um so i stopped teaching i do work at a music school but i don't work there as a, as a music teacher um i stopped teaching about not too long ago maybe like three years ago um and i find that being super critical about, you know, and always having to give feedback to my students or even to myself or to even like being a choir director or um, the music ministry leader, you always have to be, um, there always has to be a sense of criticism of, of some sort, mm. positive or negative, you know? And um, I find that once I stopped doing that, I stopped shriveling up <laughs> anytime I heard something that wasn't right. And I was just more open to um, anybody that was just willing to serve. Yeah. It didn't matter if I've heard them sing before or not, or what song they were singing. Um, you could be so out of tune. For me now, um, just because life has, has changed a lot in the past three years for me, um, I it's just more appreciative sure. um, when someone is able to get on that stage and sing their hearts out and it doesn't matter to me if they're in tune or not i will say it is very different though if it's a choir um versus solo okay so for a choir there's a different expectation um for a soloist you know you're, you're doing your thing you're exactly. an artist go do your yeah. thing yeah. So, but for a choir, I, I <laughs> where the sopranos can't quite get yeah, over. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that you know it was a whole thing for me because music has been my life, um, and I've always thought about the theory behind it. I've always thought about um, what things sound like and not really what things mean. Um, it was 
I've always been so hypercritical about what things, how it was presented or how it sounded like, things like that. And I, I'm just glad at this point in my life, I'm able to just let go of it. Um, it just has really changed how I am as a musician and how I am as a person and how um, how I am in, in my church, being the music leader, um, being the music ministry leader. So it's it's definitely different than how it used to be. But I think letting go of those criticisms and letting go of, um, and just really understanding where that person might be coming from, mm-hmm. it's it's really been, been nice. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I, <laughs> yeah, you, it, there's a freedom along to it that you yeah. don't, you're not waiting for the, no. the other shoe to drop. It's just like, oh, where's, yeah. where are they going to go? Where's it? going to happen. And, and then it also prevents you from really enjoying when you're constantly thinking about, oh, <laughs> <laughs> when you're not, when your mind isn't thinking about what are they actually singing? What is, what is their experience for this in this song? What are they trying to um, share with mm. us? Um, if, if we're not open to it, if I'm not open to it, I, I lose out. It's it's my bad, point, you know, yeah. that um, that I'm not able to experience whatever they're they're trying to make me experience, you know. And yeah. um, thankfully, I've been able to 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 do that. I mean, occasionally it still comes back. I'm just like, oh, that does not sound good. <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, it's changed a lot for me, and I'm really glad it has. Yeah, sure. I, I think also for at least for for my experience, I don't like. Having kids, um, yes. and like my, my kids, my kids love singing, and they don't always hit the right note, right? Um, but they're just doing their thing, as you mm-hmm. were saying. And so I think that that has given me sort of like permission just to enjoy. Yeah. You know, if I'm, if I, as a parent, if I can enjoy my kids singing because there's a song in their heart, right? Right. I can take that and, you know, be that way as well in a church setting, listening to and appreciating and using the song that somebody's singing in order to have a a wonderful sort of worship experience and drawing closer, maybe drawing closer to God in that in that instance. Yeah. And so, I mean, I I've always thought that music um, in the church, the vital importance of it is it's a conduit in which, you know, it allows us, it's a transport, it allows us in certain ways more than, you know, a different, I don't want, I don't want to say more, but in different ways than yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Than, than speaking and preaching the word. And it's an, it's an avenue. That, exactly. And sometimes, you know, I know for myself that <laughs> I don't always pay attention to the sermon, <laughs> but and I'm just being honest. No, you know? hey, I'm, hey, I'm, you're talking about somebody that did, that did both, right? So I'd have to preach or I'd have to sing. And if they're really belligerent, they would make me do both. So that wasn't always a great thing. Like that just, it was nerve wracking. Yeah. So coming from that, you know, you appreciate, right? The yeah. different avenues that you can bring people closer yeah. to God in that, in that setting. So yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So music for me in the church is a, a big um, a big factor in um, in just the worship experience altogether. 
So, uh, <laughs> but again, yeah, my, my, my perspective and my expectations and, and how I view it has completely changed, um, from choir days to, to what it is now. <laughs> Do you think, um, you know, we, cause we're talking about this as musicians. Yes. Um, but I can't help but think that there are, there's a lot of times where we, you know, we, we underappreciate the music and we underappreciate maybe the people that, that put their work in to provide or bring a song or a piece to us. Do you think that musicians are underappreciated in the church in general? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For so much yes, you're like, oh, I got to stop. I, I don't even know what to say. For sure. Talking. Yeah, there is, um, you know, some people don't realize that musicians, um, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't just happen. You don't just get good at singing a song or get good at playing the piano or playing an instrument. Hmm. There is so much work and um, practice and time that is required even if it's somebody that hasn't doesn't have any like formal formal background or doesn't haven't hasn't taken any formal lessons, um, it still requires a lot of time and thought. And uh, and I find that especially for those that don't realize what it takes to to do music, <laughs> it's just like they think it's just natural you know when oh that person can sing they were just born with a gift i'm like yeah to a certain extent some people are but you, you can't just do it you have to practice there has to be a foundation there yeah, I, yeah i'm sure there are, are prodigies out there that just oh yeah did it. but by and large that is so like they're they're obviously they're the exception to the rule yeah right because yeah. you still got to work on your craft there's still like yeah. as we were talking about at, I, and I would harbor that for many of our uh, us musicians, you know, um, the musicianship is is important to us. It's on our minds a lot when we bring something to definitely, whether it's for the church service or whether it's you know outside. That's something that's a part of our identity. A hundred percent. I found that um, I was asked to be the music ministry leader because of the background that I have. But no one in my church would really know what that background entails. Like I've spent my entire life taking lessons, doing, um, going even like not just lessons, private lessons, but I even went to university for lessons. I'm like in a, in a music school. It's my job to do music and um, or teach music or just anything with music. So I found that it was just an easy, I was an easy target to be asked. Easy target. <laughs> <laughs> She knows music. <laughs> Let's get she her. Because we don't want to do that. Let's get that one. Yeah, because she already knows what she's doing. That type of thing, you know? Yeah. That, I mean, but do I really? I don't really know. It's just <laughs> one of those things. <laughs> it's just one of those things that, um, like, a simple, simple scenario. The piano at our church needs to be replaced it's not it's not fixable like you can't repair it it needs to be taken out and a new piano needs to be put back into the church like 
very, I mean, it's, of course it's expensive, but that's just a very simple scenario. Mm. And um, it's not even a topic of conversation because the piano is a piano. It still plays. But with my background and, and the knowledge I have about the instrument and um, uh, what I see as, as appropriate, an appropriate in- instrument for the church, um, it needs to be replaced. So there's a lot of um, things that I'd have to put aside, arguments that I can't, I know I'm not going to win, that I, I just have to put on the back burner. Um, and uh, that's just ex- that's where it is because there's no one I can actually have a conversation about within the church about Mm. what needs to be done for the church service for the music in the church. Um, And even if I were to bring it up, it's not taken for anything because they don't understand that this is what's required. This is what she wants as um, not just what I want, but what I think the church needs Mm. um, for the music in the church. And so I totally think that we're underappreciated. Kind of a tangent question. Uh, Digital or analog? You you talked about replacing the piano. Would you rather it an analog piano like Steinway, whatever? whatever. (laughs) Or are we talking like a, a Nord, Korg, whatever? No, no. Okay, so... Because of the church that we have, well, because okay, of the traditional church. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Regardless of the church, let's let's okay. go past. Let's Separate? let's not bring your church. Yeah, yeah. Your context, like let's not go that part okay. in the context. Just in general, uh, acoustic, all the way. Analog. So, like, doesn't have to be digital. Do you, if it's not plugged in, it'll still be fine, right? That's yeah. the okay. Definitely yeah. for you. For me, yeah. Reasons? Do you have any reasons? Um my piano background like 100% um there's <laughs> the 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 knowledge i have and the appreciation i have for um a piano in itself is the reason why i would always go with um an analog as you say i call it acoustic so i'm going to say acoustic <laughs> you kind of strange thing analog <laughs> Um, I'm just trying to differentiate it because of the, the digital age and everything else is like there's, there's zeros and ones and stuff like that. That's how, you know, it transfers over. But yeah, if you want to use acoustic, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's yeah. Way. So I I am all about... Um, the Organic, whole- natural. Exactly. The way that God intended it to be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is all has to do with my background as... A, a, having that piano background, having the understanding of like sound waves and chords and, you know, just, just things like that. It's, <laughs> I know it's, it sounds really ridiculous, but that no, is but- why um, I prefer an acoustic piano. But I mean, at home, I do have a digital only because I have oh, blasphemy. I know <laughs> I have, I have kids. I want to be able to practice when they're sleeping. I want to be able to like, turn it down if someone's watching a TV or like, you know, I don't know. I did, but, but for myself, if I could, and they're expensive and that's also another reason. That is another reason. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely I would prefer uh, an analog instrument over, over digital. Okay. All right. Yeah. Psalms 96 verses one. Uh, Well used, well worn out, uh, passage 
by music leaders, worship leaders, uh, the world abroad. Uh, sing a new song. Uh, sing to the Lord, all the earth. What comes to mind when you hear that passage? Um, and it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be like super theological or theological in general. What comes to mind when you hear something like that? If a worship leader comes up and says, "Hey, Psalms ninety-six, one. We're going to start off with this. Sing a new song. Uh, sing to the Lord, all the earth. What comes to your mind?" Um, I see when I when I think of that verse, it makes me um, accepting of music from any any person any anyone who is leading out um it puts aside any uh preferences that i might have um and so when i hear it it's just a reminder to me mm. that um you're not <laughs> you're not <laughs> the singer or it's not my choice. It, it, mm. and it, it puts my, it makes, it humbles me. It puts my ego aside and I'm just, just way more accepting of whatever uh, the, the music is or who, whoever is, is leading it out. Um, so that's what I think of when I read that or hear it. Um, but yeah, but if you want to get deeper, <laughs> <into> <laughs> if you want to, yeah, go ahead. But um, I mean, okay, so I come from the background, or the, I guess the thought that anybody, God created us as beings that that can sing. Not everybody would agree with me, but. I believe that as how he created us, basically how he created anything, mm. it has a song. Birds have a song. Dogs have a song. Cats have a song. Humans, we, we have a song. Um, it may not be to everybody's liking, but we all have the innate ability to sing, to it just music to be part of, of what we are. And, um, and so I made, I did a sermon years ago on, a, on music and it had nothing to do with like the types of music in the church, but it had everything to do with letting everybody in the know, in, in the church know that doesn't matter who you are, what your background is, what you think of yourself, you have a song that you can sing and God wants to hear it. And so um, it was that that's that's where I, I come from when when I hear when sure. I first that it doesn't matter. Like you want to sing, go ahead. You know, wrong, wrong and strong. Fine. Yeah. Perfect and lifeless. Fine. That's fine. However you want to sing it. That's the that's way it's it. in your heart. And everybody has their own journey with music, you know, and um, I've I've been at the beginning stages of question like I still question myself but beginning of stages of thinking that I can't do it to the stage of I can do it to the stage of should I be doing it you know the whole journey changes as you as you grow and as you learn and as you do music and so um that's why 
I don't know, maybe I'm just too accepting of things. I have no idea. I'm sure people would argue with me um, and maybe not want me to be the music ministry leader of their church. <laughs> but So if but anybody from Emily's listens to this, hey, this is like <laughs> low-key, hey, don't. <laughs> yeah, and I, I find that especially with when the pandemic hit and things just, completely shut down everything went virtual you're very limited with who can actually do worship service or um do a special special music for for church and so um again another another thing to add to your whole perception of what music is another thing to add to the musical journey um you you had to go with the flow to a certain extent and um and uh I, I also found that people in the church understood that this is this is how it is now. And so they also became accepting of everything and anything that was put on a virtual program. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, I didn't want to just choose a YouTube song or an amazing musician, you know, because it didn't mean anything at the end of the day. <laughs> You know, it, it, I wanted to make sure that whoever was presenting for um, the church service, whether they could sing or not, was actually contributing to the service in a meaningful way. Because it's hard to really um, express yourself through a screen. Mm. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's there's a different way to uh, experience uh, you know, conversations and, and virtual worship. And so um, it's just, it's, it, I, it, it just became more open to, to the idea and, 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 and the ability of other people. So it was never, at this point, it's not about how well you could sing or um, your skill level. So that verse really speaks to me in the sense of if you're willing to, you're willing to worship you're willing to participate if you're willing to 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 praise god and worship in that in whatever capacity thank you <laughs> well put I, I totally agree with that absolutely and I'm, i understand that you know the pandemic has shifted things for us yeah um, you know as churchgoers as as worshipers as christians followers of god um, I understand there are passages that, that encourages us to meet uh, together in person. And I think that music, um, you know, uh, bolsters that, that notion to a bit. Because as you were saying, you know, there's only so much that you can do on a screen, mm-hmm. right? We can appreciate... No, we can appreciate music videos. We can appreciate, you know, concerts and that somebody's taken a video of yeah. and stuff. But it's an entirely different aspect when you're there in person. There's an energy there. There's body language that sometimes isn't shown because you're like at half your you know, like <laughs> right. the screen is only the camera's only going on your face or like half your body. Um the difference between analog and or sorry, acoustic and <laughs> digital. <laughs> Right, the energy that is being put out there, like the sound waves that goes through the airs, is different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, um, and this idea that we sing a new song, I think, for me, not only allows us to to be there 
proprietor of that song, like the one that starts singing it out. But for in in a worship setting, in a in a in a worship set that gives you permission to sing that new song, that that song that somebody else is trying to lead everybody else into, that gives us permission to try try out new things and yeah. and hey, you I guess you would uh, you would uh, understand this more than and anybody is to experiment. With some of the songs, <laughs> how you sing it, where you sing it, like maybe you won't get that note exactly the way that you wanted it to, but sing it because yeah. it's it's it's. I've said like the the idea that we that that's used for this passage is because it's a command, right? right? That we are to do that, and yes. so yeah, you know, engage you know, in that. It would be such a shame for someone to not express themselves th through music because they were so worried about not sounding good um, or what someone would think of them, you know? And uh, when you, when you read this Bible verse and if you interpret it a certain way where you are able to put aside your own um, criticisms and, and, and whatnot, it, it really, it really makes you appreciate those who just want to worship and want to sing and you know it, it, so uh, a lot of members of my family cannot carry a tune <laughs> but boy oh boy <laughs> singing a hymn oh my Ooh. goodness it's like they like they're on there's ice. gusto in it oh there's yeah it's like gusto. the whole world is listening to them and, you know, and but really, they're just singing their hearts out because that song is so meaningful to them and they just really want to worship. And who am I or who are we to think that you have to meet a certain standard um, to to worship in the church? It's just it would be such a shame. Um, and uh, I, I would never want anyone to feel like they can't. I truly believe everybody can. Okay. So speaking on, on people that want to sing somebody that's new that are, are trying out, um, whether it's in a choir, in a group solo, or even just worship, you know, worshiping in the congregation as a, as a participant. What do you think one thing what is one thing that you wish incoming musicians would know when serving at a church service? Mm. In that regard. Because we're, we're based, like, I agree with you, and I want to say to anybody that's listening, we're giving, between two musicians, we're giving you, the listener, the license to yes. expand right. and to sing that song that is there for right. you. Yes. Um, sorry, that's <laughs> <laughs> that may um, not be the most church appropriate song, you know. <laughs> it did go off in church, <laughs> sweet, that must have been good. All right, uh, yeah. Um, I, I think, as, as um, people that who we are and we can delegate parts to certain to part of the program you know we also have to be mindful 
of who we ask and what we ask them to do. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's so one when, of those. <laughs> so when you do ask them, what do you, what do you, what would be the one advice that you would give them? You know, when they're, when they're, when they're going to do their thing. What do you I wish? I would give advice. I haven't needed to. Okay. Well, what do you think? What is the one sort of thing that they that you think is sort of important for them to know as they go into, you know, their service? Yeah, I think I think it's just important to know the congregation. Yeah. Like, okay. I think that's that's the biggest the biggest thing to to really understand and um, acknowledge is the church that you are in um, and the people in that church. So that would be the main thing for me. You have to know your audience. It, it's, it's so imperative because, um, you know, I'm speaking from like, I'm accepting of everything. I'm, you know, everything I'm, I'm cool with that type of thing. But not but, everybody has that thought exactly, process. Exactly. Exactly. And my, my experiences are completely different than other people in the church. And so somebody that may not have the same background that I do, but is super critical is going to be like, well, why did you ask them? Or why did they sing that song? Or, you know, why was it presented that way? And so, um, I think whoever you ask, they just need to be aware of the church that they're they're serving and um, and the congregation. Uh, it, it's just it's a huge factor. I mean, you know, like if you're gonna sing at a very traditional church, you're not gonna pull out like. Um, <laughs> mm, the, fastest, mm. <laughs> the fastest most up-tempo song you know <laughs> with the, the most drum heavy power ballad you know, <laughs> yes. dance borderline dance song right Just, you know and then at the same time you may not choose the most contemporary song because you just know that this may not be um the appropriate song for the service because your whole goal at the end of the day is to draw your congregation closer to God. Mm. That's really the point and um, being that vessel. And so if you're not even aware, if that's not even, um, if that's not even something you're thinking about when you're selecting music, selecting people, selecting um, whatever, um, then (laughs) You know, why? it's, it's just, <laughs> just why, just why? why it's so true. You have to be, you have to know, you have to just be aware of that. And um, so oftentimes I will select people from the church that maybe don't sing very well, but I mean, I, I'm not judging them on that because I do know that they're, they are aware of, of the people in the church and mm-hmm. how we worship and um, what we do and um, they're just, you know, they're just aware. And so uh, oftentimes I will select church members rather than someone from outside the church to sing. Right. So as the sort of the music director in your church, so you get to do, you get to do a lot of that. You get to pick who's singing and stuff. Right. What about the people 
that you sort of like that you plan with that isn't in the music aspect of it right so like we're talking about the pastors elders yeah. deacons you know other church leaders yes. what do you what if you could tell them one thing you know uh one thing that you wish that they would know about musicians that are coming into service church what would you tell them we know what we're doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's... you put us in this position for a reason so trust that we are strong in our faith and that we um are knowledgeable in 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 the service and so we know what we're doing <laughs> you picked us for a reason you picked yeah. me to pick them for a reason right so understand we yes. know what we're doing that's exactly what i would stop say. hovering yeah <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yes. Um, it, sounds it, it sounds really like harsh almost and like too, too to the point, but it's, it's just the honest truth. It, sure. it's, you know, we were given that position. It, it's not like it, it has to be voted in anyway, you know, it's, and so it's, <laughs> it's just have faith that, that what, what our decisions are, 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 good decisions, mm. um, you know, and, and have faith in, in our own faith that we as music leaders have are strong in our faith that we have a relationship with God, you know, <laughs> it's almost as if they're worried that we would be too, um, worldly. So that's what I would say. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm, okay, so if you're just listening to this, I'm laughing because I'm I rem I remember like sort of the sort of the fears that happen with church leaders, especially asking young people to sing, because there are very few things that I don't want to say very few things, but there are a few things that that church leaders are are very willing to ask young people to do, right? Or people that that are are still developing in their in in their in their walk with God. Music, if, especially if they're musically inclined, is one of them. And yet there is a fear, whether mm -hmm. it's drums, whether it's tempo, whether it's the words, whether it's whatever, there is a fear that is there. Maybe they have some experience where that is justified. Maybe they're just you know, curmudgeons that just want to make everybody just, you know, conform to this rule, right? Uh, and yeah, I just, I, I, I think that, I, I think that that even, even the song that is sing that that is sung may not be to your liking, may not be even to the church board's liking. I, I choose to believe that God can still use stuff like that to yeah. touch people. For right. sure. Right. And just because one lyric goes astray or whatever, that doesn't mean that they've invited the apostates <laughs> to come into the church. Yeah. And, I, and I sound that, and that sounds like a little harsh and stuff. And so I apologize if it is. But let's just, you know, let's, as Jamie was saying. Yeah. Believe. Have faith. Have faith. <laughs> have, faith in, have faith in your people. Have faith in your yeah. God. Have yeah. faith in your Holy Spirit that He can <laughs> yeah. translate things into the hearts of those that are listening. 
Exactly. Be and there's always room to educate. There's yes. always room to um and it can be a talking point. Oh yeah. You know, use that as a teach you teachable oh, moment. For sure. Absolutely. For sure. But put aside the fear and 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 have faith in the people that you've asked to lead out that they know what they're doing. And if there's anything that you disagree with, talk about it. <laughs> talk about it. You know, we are all Christians. We all serve the same God. We all want to make sure that those people in the church are are experiencing a worship service, that they're experiencing the Holy Spirit. Um, and so <laughs> it's we're not on different teams here. <laughs> We're not trying to take sides. So, so that's, you know, that's what I would say. It's just, just, we know what we're doing. And, and if you, if you don't agree, let's, let's sit down, let's chat, let's, let's figure out what we could do together to make it work, you know? Because there's a song in that person's heart. Exactly. Right. And appreciate it. Yeah. Um, try to work past the cringes because yeah. it, it might happen. So I'm speaking to myself. Oh, it as well. often does. You know, it <laughs> often does. But slowly but, and surely, you learn. But appreciate. Yeah. Appreciate and use it. Whatever it is, use that as the vehicle to get closer to God. Well, folks, that's all we have for you this week. We hope that you were blessed by our discussion. Let us know what you think. Send us a shout out on our socials at the handle at The Prodigals Project on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like what you've been hearing, please like and subscribe. Also, leave a rating and review. It'll go a long way in helping us out. Stay blessed and stay faithful. And join us again next week for another episode of The Prodigals Podcast.